Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. We are uh, on part two of our wolf podcast episodes. And, you know, to be honest with you, when I started this podcast, I initially just thought this would be one podcast. But this turned into quite a, an uproar on my social media feeds, on my Facebook feeds. For those of you who are unfamiliar, I was planning on interviewing someone from the Wolf Conservation Center in New York. Her name was Maggie. Hopefully you checked out that episode. And prior, I just asked you what your thoughts were on wolves. And I didn't expect to get the amount of comments that I did. You have people who are pro-wolves. You have people um, completely against the wolves. And so Going into this and trying to be, you know, working on my interviewing skills and trying to be the best interviewer I can, I really wanted to go into this topic with an open mind. So I asked your opinions and I want to find some type of middle ground as well as kind of dispelling some myths. So I'm very excited to have on our podcast today. His name is Caleb. And he is an avid sportsman. Caleb, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Corbin. Thank you. And thank you for coming on. And can I just mind you, I'm not going to say your last name because I don't want people coming after you with pitchforks. And <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. No, although they, I'm sure your guns could probably take those down. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, but, but thank you for doing this because I, I think it's important to see both sides of this issue. And um, I really just want to get your opinions. I know that some of the things that, you know, the people pro-wolves, and mind you, a lot of people in the comments were sending articles. Some of those were false. Uh, some of them were true, and there's just a bunch of stuff. So I want to find the middle ground, okay? So can you tell the podcast audience, what are your view on wolves? Uh, I would say I'm very in the middle. I'm not anti-wolf, and, you know, I'm not, I guess, well, pro-wolf. Mm-hmm. Well, I am pro-wolf. I think there is a lot of misconceptions about it, you know. There's, you know, if you have too much of one thing, it can be bad, you know. There's people that want them, like, gone, uh-huh. you know, eradicated, and there's other people that, you know, just, they want a free-for-all. But, unfortunately, you know, our land has a capacity to it, you know, with the human enroachment, you know, mm-hmm. just taking up big game, like, you know, mm-hmm. wintering grounds, uh, just, you know, their habitat, mm-hmm. you, you have to manage the lands, you have to manage the animals. And so would you say, like, for instance, because they were eradicated, and we're going to use Yellowstone as the example because that's everyone's classic example of, of, you know, the wolf, and that's where there's a lot of controversy. So they were eradicated over 70 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are, were you against their reintroduction into Yellowstone? Not necessarily. I mm-hmm. mean, they had a well-thought-out plan. I actually mm-hmm. took a class with the biologist that uh, he, he's a government trapper. Okay. He's a wildlife biologist. He trapped the wolves that they reintroduced to Yellowstone. Okay. And this guy, I mean, he's an avid sportsman. Uh-huh. And he really changed my point of views on, on wolves. How? Because before were you against them? <laughs> I mean, slightly. I mean, I had some bitterness. You know, I grew up on, like, a cattle ranch and, uh, you oh. know, the the human, or I guess the, the wolf and cattle conflict. You know, wolves come in, like, when there's not enough food or, you know, they just, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're predators, you know, they're... They mm-hmm. take an opportunity to, to hunt, you know, what's available, and they're going to kill, you know, cattle, you know, and uh, part of the plan when they reintroduced the wolves was that ranchers would be reimbursed for their losses. Well, then they opened up hunting to wolves because, mm-hmm. you know, the wolves met the, the quotas mm-hmm. for, uh, or I guess their objectives, and they, they came up with a management plan to keep sustain a healthy population mm-hmm. of wolves, you know, by not eradicating them, but, mm-hmm. or go and blow, you know, a certain 
capacity to an area. I didn't realize you actually grew up in a cattle ranch, like dealing with that conflict. Mm -hmm. I mean, was that often? You know, not, not, we're, our ranch is in Eastern Oregon, my okay. family's ranches, and the wolves are just kind of now showing up. They've crossed, like, from Idaho mm -hmm. over to Oregon, you know, and it was just a couple at a time now, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're slowly spreading everywhere, and, mm -hmm. uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, you know, but, uh, there is, like, you do have, uh, I don't know, ranchers have a sore spot for that, you know. I of mean, course. That's their, that's their livelihood, you know, uh -huh. you know, you go into someone's house and like take money out of their pockets, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to be upset. Mm -hmm. And know? that's, yeah. And that's, and so you grew up just with a negative outlook towards wolves, which I think a lot of people in this area grew up, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, we're in a agriculture based community slash mm -hmm. state, you know, the whole, mm -hmm. I mean, Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, mm -hmm. you know, we're very agriculture based. So, I mean, people are going to be protective over their, their livelihoods, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, now we're like everyone's learning to live with the wolves you know and it's just i mean it's a learning curve for everyone mm -hmm. you, you know you have to manage the whole the whole thing i guess i mean just mm -hmm. to avoid conflicts i mean they fish and game does a real good job at like you know helping ranchers like you know mitigate uh wolves mm -hmm. i guess or just like you know like like hazing and like keeping you know, them at bay, you know, or they'll remove problem wolves, like, either by transferring them to a different area or, mm -hmm. you know, killing them if there's, if, if need be, mm -hmm. you know, and so, I mean, uh, yeah. That's, yeah, and it's hard, and so what, because it's just to back up a little bit, so you said that you worked with one of the, or took a class with one of the biologists who mm -hmm. actually led the reintroduction of these wolves into Idaho, and he changed your perspective on them. What did he say, or what did, like, what changed your perception? So, I mean, uh, well, one, I mean, he is an avid sportsman, so, and, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, I'm very science-based, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of my opinions are, and I think most people should be, you know, I treat it like, you know, you have like global warming there's people that don't believe it and there's people that believe it you know and with you know managing our wildlife it should be the same thing we need science you know we don't need i don't think we need emotionally driven you know uh feelings towards it mm -hmm. because in the end that's what's going to save our wildlife is science and like mm -hmm. good conservation and like helping the habitat and helping the environment because unfortunately we live in a world where you know like the human population is booming and what like yeah we're over our carrying capacity as humans you know mm -hmm. and now like you know we have to we have to protect the big game along with wolves because if there's no big game there's no wolves mm -hmm. you know and that's what people don't understand like you know you see wolves there for a while i mean the the yellowstone uh, elk population went from twenty thousand down to three like three fourths of that were mm -hmm. taken out by wolves and other predators. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and I, and I think, and I, and I reached out to you because I read your comment on my Facebook. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, and thank you, everyone, both sides on this. Thank you for your comments because this is what fueled this uh, podcast topic. But so I think a lot of that, if you read the comments, a lot of it is played off emotion. I mean, you have people just like, you know, just mm -hmm. and and I know that you want more science based. So yeah. let's talk about. What really sparked me is the infamous, famous Yellowstone video has over 20 gazillion views on YouTube, on Facebook. 
And um, what struck me is you said that that was false. And so um, I just would like to get your opinion on that. After interviewing Maggie, of course, if you listen to the podcast, the New York Conservation Center, she said, mm -hmm. listen, you know, it's, it's a great PSA for wolves. Um, why do you find that false? You know, I mean, it is, I mean, it was kind of a cool video. I mean, we uh -huh. all wish, you know, like, we all, I don't know, like people, nature lovers like us, mm -hmm. you know, we want to see healthy habitat, healthy animals, you know, mm -hmm. and like that there was no there was no science-based facts behind that video you know what completely discredited for me sorry to interrupt you but no, when they're okay. like showing like the pit you know the footage of the elk and they're calling them deer and i'm just like you know what i mean yeah. like i know they're in the same family i know they're servants but i know that a lot mm -hmm. some people are like well they're not even <laughs> yeah <I laughs> that mean, is one thing that kind of it just kind of goes to show you like how like a well thought out video uh -huh. or you know article can like change people's minds on something you know but uh -huh. like when it comes down to it, we need to go back to science, you know? Okay. That's just... <laughs> okay. And they said, in some of the opponents, there was a New York Times open edit article mm -hmm. about saying that that video's whatever, it, it's completely false. And I think he was, his argument was saying it was like too romanticized. Is that, is that, is that what you're saying? You're saying, listen, like, it sounds great. Like, oh, let's save the day with the wolves. But is that, is that your opinion? Why you think it's just not that factual? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean... Yeah, they did romanticize it. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, I'm sure in areas in Yellowstone, it had a bigger impact with, uh -huh. like, you know, because, I mean, animals do have areas they like to hang out more mm -hmm. so than others, you know, mm -hmm. and I think wolves do, like, I mean, animals change their behavior once, you know, there's mm -hmm. a predator in there, a human or wolf or coyote or whatever, bear, you know, they... Uh, they uh, change their habits, they move out of areas, they yeah. spread out more, you know? But would you agree, though, like, scientifically looking at it, that there were too many elk in Yellowstone, like, without predators to control, that the population really was exploding? It was detrimental towards the vegetation. Not, not really, because I know during the time frame when they did reintroduce the wolves there, Yellowstone was in a severe drought, which will impact the willow and the aspen, you know? And mm -hmm. like, yes, in areas, uh, elk did you down you know, some of these plants, but mm -hmm. also too, I mean, there's so many factors that go into it, you know, like the, the grizzly bear population increase, so the mountain lion population there increase, so mm -hmm. it's just not the wolves, you know, and, okay. you know, the, the, uh, river and stream system there is just a small percentage of land in Yellowstone, mm -hmm. you know, so it didn't, it didn't change it that drastically. So, you, so you're saying, okay, but so you, you agree with someone like what they're saying. Like, yes, it did affect some areas, but are you saying that it was blown out of control? Does that make, is that, I'm just trying yeah, to understand. Yeah, it was blown out of proportion, okay. I would say, okay. you know. I mean, it made, okay. I'm sure in areas it did have a small, mm -hmm. or it did make a small difference, but I mean, mm -hmm. as a whole, like, I think it was just blown way out of proportion. Okay. You are pro-wolf, but you think they, they need to be managed. Yeah. One um, one argument is because their social systems and their structures, like their family unit and you know, and their groups, like for instance, and I don't know if you know too much, I'm sure you do just about their social structure, but if you take one alpha animal or lead animal out of the equation, it completely disrupts their whole social family group and the system. There was this a famous wolf that was killed, uh, I believe in Wyoming after she left Yellowstone and it was like the most tracked wolf. It was like a really famous wolf that this hunter killed mm -hmm. and uh, it just had a really negative effect. And so her argument and a lot of people for wolves, their argument is saying that like, you can't, like we don't understand, like we don't understand how to manage them properly. Like we don't know because their social systems are so complex. It's not as easy saying, okay, let's take out this amount of animals and then we're going to be okay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, 
So that, going back to that wildlife biologist, uh-huh. I think he's been probably a biologist for 30, 40 years, oh. if I remember right. And mm-hmm. I really, really wish I could find his name. Uh, he, he, yeah, he was a super genuine guy, but he trapped in Alaska, and he, he's, like I said before, he brought the wolves to uh, Yellowstone, mm-hmm. and uh, he trapped them from Alaska. But, uh, you know, he was explaining to us, you know, like, they had, they had closed the management area to hunting for wolves okay which uh it was a a well-known moose hunting area Uh uh-huh and the wolves had basically made the moose population there go extinct they i mean they basically ate out their food source Mm -hmm. and uh like to this day that area hasn't recovered with moose but don't you think like in nature things will stabilize like in in biology because wolves have been here for thousands of years yeah i mean and their population naturally will just stabilize yeah that was before the human factor came in like when you go back to land capacity uh-huh you know like before you know a thousand years ago here in this valley there was no houses you know mm-hmm. and if they ate out an area you know there was it would just kind of return to its natural state. But now that animals are forced to like certain areas of land, they like, it's harder for them to recover. You know, they don't have just the entire, like, you know, West to just roam freely. Yeah. So it's, it's it's not a thousand years ago. That's what you're saying. Like we're in a new time. We have a new factor. Exactly. And that's what you're saying. They have to be managed. Like, yeah. And unfortunately, like, I mean, even like I fight wild and fire, uh-huh. And, you know, like, the best thing for a forest is to, like, let it kind of burn naturally. But, you know, we've taken logging and uh, we've done such a good job at managing fires mm-hmm. that forests have became really unhealthy. Because before human involvement, mm-hmm. the forest just kind of naturally cleaned out, you know, areas where it was, like, diseased or mm-hmm. it was overgrown. And it just kind of naturally kept itself clean, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why we're getting really bad fires now is because you know the forests are just overgrown there's no understory for animals to eat and like we're getting extreme fire behavior because of it you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's too many trees per acre Mm -hmm. okay okay so i mean so uh, a big argument with the people and i don't want to say you're all the way like completely you know you said you're 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 pro wolf sort of correct you're not completely so far against wolf you're not completely pro so would would you say you're like in the middle yeah in the middle middle very in the middle i mean i love i love going to the mountains i love looking at wildlife i like Uh you know i mean i'm out almost like most of the year in the the mountains Uh between my my work hunting you know Uh in spring i have to start training for fire season and i'm out hiking every day Uh and you know i still (laughs) i mean I've been, I've heard wolves around me. I still yet to see them, you know, they're just, they're a smart, elusive creature, you know, and like, they're just, I mean. Okay, great. So you just put one myth, you just put one myth like away basically, because a lot of people, I'm sure you're aware in, uh, in Boise, it was breaking news like a few weeks ago that wolves were spotted along the Boise foothills, the first pack in, I think ever. Like in years. Yeah, there's been uh, pairs. They've seen pairs up there. Pairs. I've, I've been hiking up there. Oh, you uh, have near a more? Is it a more subdivision? They said. I don't know exactly. What said like a more. I'm probably butchering the name. I Some mean, fancy rich subdivision that I'm not living in. Yeah, they're up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, you can go basically on any ridgeline because the wolves work the ridgelines to hunt, and you'll find lone wolf tracks. They break up. You know they're not. You, uh, 
I mean, during the winter, you know, when uh, they're concentrated to like the big game wintering mm-hmm. grounds where the mm-hmm. food source is, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they get in bigger packs because they need that pack mentality to take down uh, like elk and deer. Like during the summer, they kind of spread out and have more, mm-hmm. you know, food available i guess yeah you know what's weird and this is i'm just looking out so as we're doing this interview face to face we're at my home in my studio which is technically my (laughs) my my living room but behind behind us is a snake river um out to the left i'm looking at the owyhee mountains and caleb i actually i don't even know if i believe it and i I guess i don't know if i should put that on record but i'm just going to say it i was talking to my neighbor and he was talking about how we had lone wolves out here in the owyhees have you ever heard of that oh yeah 100 percent. really 100 percent. and he said but they're only they're lone though they're lone. He says he's never seen. Um, he's only seen one. They're they're darker individuals. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he, he said they he's he's seen them in the Hawaii's, and apparently our sheriff has seen them too. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, really, that's interesting. I'm I just mean, they they'll travel miles and miles, mm-hmm. you know. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. The biologist when I was in that course, he said that they tracked uh, wolves from Alaska clear into the Yukon. I think it was a, like a twenty five hundred mile round trip. Really. And back to Alaska. That's how far they'll travel. Okay. So, I mean, he even said technically, like, when, like, before the reintroduction of wolves mm-hmm. in northern Idaho, uh, the, he thinks that the wolves had never left in northern Idaho because they would come down from Canada and they did, like, I mean, in fact, find, you know, like, signs of wolves that came down into Idaho, but, and they'd go back mm-hmm. into Canada, but they don't know why they never established in, in Idaho. Okay. Before the reintroduction. Okay, and you just put an- another hot topic really quick. You're you're touching on some great points. A huge misconception is is that we took these a different species of wolf, this much more powerful, more aggressive, larger wolf, and we put them re reintroduce them, and that's a complete myth. They're the yeah, same species, yeah, same, same genus species. and species yeah. that have have always lived in our mountains, exactly. and a, and a lot of people. And I was talking to Maggie from the Wolf Conservation Center, and she's like, listen, they're not as big. Because you hear people are like, oh, it's a 250-pound, 300-pound wolf, but they're really not as big. She said a female, a good female is anywhere from 80 to 90 pounds. There was a very heavy uh, or a heavier male that was like 130. But she said it, it's not this 220-pound animal no, that people – definitely yeah. not. And he, like, he debunked that. Okay, uh, okay. That myth, like, in that, that class. He uh-huh. said, like, because, I mean, he's trapped – Probably hundreds of thousands of wolves, you know, live, live, yeah. you know, and uh, he uh, he said the biggest male he's ever caught was 140 pounds, and he said that was massive. Oh, my, know? okay. But, I mean, they do look a lot bigger than they are, especially with their winter coats on, mm-hmm. so I think that's where people really get that impression, mm-hmm. you, you know, that's usually, like, if you see, like, wolves, mm-hmm. it's usually people have pictures of them in the winter when they're nice and fluffy and, like, mm-hmm. you know. Down mm-hmm. the summer coats, they kind of look a little bit scrawny and haggard. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, okay, that's interesting about how he that they found signs of wolves before the reintroduction. Mm-hmm. And I totally, uh, be- I mean, I believe it after listening to how far they travel. Yeah, and you know, when we were talking about management earlier, mm-hmm. so we have the, uh, I'm sure you've heard of it, the the woodland caribou in northern Idaho. So recently, they've made efforts to capture them and like collect food for them, lichen, you know. But, okay, yes, and, yes. These aren't, you, like, we can't hunt them, uh-huh. you know, because they're protected. Yes. Obviously for good reasons, you yes. know. And, uh... There's only a few hundred? Yeah. No. Like, 12. There's 12. Oh, yeah. so, so like they're 12 pretty much... They're so, going to go extinct. Like, the genetics, there's not going to be... 
Yeah, so basically, because, uh, like, over predation. Okay. <laughs> excuse me. Pred- You're I fine. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine, dude. This is, it's a conversation. I'm taking uh, this. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, basically, like, the predators have had a large impact on them. And, oh. you know, we, like, haven't been able to hunt them. I'm sure maybe at one point we kind of had an influence on, like, the decline in the uh-huh. species. But, uh, you know, like, the wolves just recklessly like what are they called so there's only 11 to 12 yeah it's, it's a woodland north, caribou the north, woodland caribou yeah and we only have 11 or 12 are they in a protected area in northern idaho uh well i mean it's they're they're in the wilderness but yeah i, mean, I didn't they're, know like, they were they're making efforts to like capture them okay you know, to like yep, yep. help the population out yep. okay because i mean between grizzlies and wolves and lions mm-hmm. they're they've nearly gone extinct you mm-hmm. know and like here in idaho uh, when the wolves started to really get established, you know, uh, even in the local areas around here, you would see moose on a regular in the, in the rivers, the lakes, and mm-hmm. they've nearly gone extinct in most parts hasn't of that been, it has to, there's also with that human factor though, we've taken over their habitat. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't yeah, think it's we can Yeah, it's not completely... 100% the wolves fall, but yeah. like, this goes back into the fact, like, into the, the topic earlier where we have to manage it. You know, mm-hmm. like if we want to protect the moose, which is the wolf's food, uh-huh. you know, we have to kind of keep the numbers in check, you know, so if there's too many wolves. Yeah, but isn't it hard, like, just to, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm just thinking, like, because there's social system. Like, I feel like it, this is such a new thing with the reintroduction and then with, uh, you know, now we're, you know, with the legal hunting, I believe they said that started in 2011, I believe, yeah, or 12. They, they opened it for a year then uh, some lawsuits, they, they shut it down for a year. Okay. Because, I mean, they, they were coming up with an, a, man, or a management plan yeah, that so everyone can kind of agree on. Okay. Which is fair, you know? I mean, we want to, like, like I said, I mean, like, I don't want the wolves gone. But, uh-huh. I mean, also, too, like, I like seeing our big game flourish, too, you know? And without the big game, we don't have a healthy wolf population. But I feel like, but I also want to say, though, like, I don't think the wolves are completely, like, for instance... This is, this is a great topic because a huge argument people against wolves will say, and, and I'm not saying you, but just reading the comments like, oh, they shoot one wolf, save 100 elk, or they decimate all the deer and elk population. So this was from a, this was done from a study from Idaho Fish and Game mm-hmm. in, in uh, 2006. And I thought this was really interesting. And this is regarding the elk mortality rate. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, and I can share the article with you and also on my social feeds just so you can check it out because yeah. I was actually shocked it was from Fishing Game. I'm like, uh-huh. wait, this is interesting. So regarding elk mortality, humans at 52% mm-hmm. were the highest. Like they took the biggest toll on the elk herds. Mountain lions were at 30%. Interestingly, wolves were only at 7%. Oh, really? Yeah. And then and then malnutrition was 7% and then mm-hmm. unknown cost 4%. Yeah. So I feel like that's a huge like myth that the wolves are completely decimating these populations. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean not necessarily, but I mean just like like I said before, if anything's unregulated, you uh-huh. know, it's it's we're gonna have we're gonna see the side effects from it, you know. I mean they do I mean they do have an effect on the area. Like I said, like the moose population in Idaho just drastically like decrease because of the wolves. And but that's because they, they've been absent for seventy plus years. Minus the few occasions that would come down from Canada. Mm-hmm. So you're so you're thinking, I mean, you think they haven't evolved? I mean, I'm just out of curiosity. Yeah, I mean, like, well, and also, too, we threw in the apex predator with, like, animals that haven't seen this other than humans. I mean, we're a uh-huh. predator. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, so they had a natural fear of us. But, you know, like, the, now we have the wolves, which kind of changed the, mm-hmm. the pattern 
of like how these animals, you know, should we have messed with it? Should we have just... I mean, but I think we did such a disservice with wolves wiping them out in the first place. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, this is before, like, science and everything came mm-hmm. into play, you know, like, mm-hmm. when people were basically migrating over to the mm-hmm. West from the East Coast, you know, like, they, like, this was our food source, the big game was our food source, mm-hmm. you know, so you're going to take out anything that competes with that, or, I mean, and they brought in their livestock, you know, which, you know, wolves will hunt, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, and, like, we also, the, uh, I mean, we, like, nearly wiped out our big game from, you know, North America as mm-hmm. humans, you know, back, like, when we were settling. Yeah. And that's when, like, uh, was it Theodore Roosevelt, mm-hmm. or just, like, in the, it was at the early 1900s, mm-hmm. they, like, came up with fish and game, uh, basically to protect our, our big game, you know, so mm-hmm. now, like, all our money from license and tags go mm-hmm. to biologists, to conservation officers mm-hmm. who, you know, keep people from poaching and like, mm-hmm. you know, and we can manage these herds now, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we have the best biologists in the world studying these animals that are completely funded by sportsmen's money. You know, they don't, most of them don't take tax or taxpayer dollars. It's mm-hmm. our, you know, our license and our tags that mm-hmm. fund these guys so mm-hmm. they can go out and maintain like healthy herds you know so they you know they they determine which you know like how much animals we can take you know like if if animals are struggling in a certain like a hunting management area Mm -hmm. they reduce the quota of hunters that can hunt it you know or like uh go in and remove predators i just don't i just it's such a it's such a sticky you know sticky or sore Mm -hmm. subject it really is like for instance, we have, so I, I live on the Snake River, mm-hmm. and we have hunters here. Mm-hmm. And I read something, just who hunt the, the waterfowl. You could shoot, like, 25 river coots. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just insane to me. Like, I don't understand. Like, how are we to, like, say, oh, this is how many, like, management. You know what I mean? Like, it's so yeah. it's so sticky. And do people, I don't, people don't even eat the coots. I don't think, I think they're just... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never had a desire to hunt coots. Like, I mean... I, I don't get it. Like, we have people up here... It, it, it like we get yeah i mean like and i respect <clears throat> i am not a hunter but i i, I am not against hunting like mm. and i honestly i feel like and i guess I, I guess i can say it for the record that the meat that you guys eat is a lot better than the factory oh, yeah, farm 100%. stuff that we're yeah. doing i just don't have the desire to do it but i also i don't see the desire of killing a wolf or like killing something that's so close to my dog like yeah. i i don't get yeah. it like no one's gonna where, eat a wolf that's where like <clears throat> at, that's kind of what people associate, you know, their, like, wolves to their dogs, which they're not. They're a wild animal, you know, and they do, like, instead of having, like, sp- spending, like, money to go uh, uh, out with helicopters and, like, eliminate, like, packs or whatever to help, like, the big game herds, which are their food. Because, I mean, if they do go, like, below a certain, you know, uh, like, number in their, like, populations, they, like... It, has side effects with everything, you know, like the wolf struggle, the big game struggles, you know, so if they go in and they can remove a pack out of there, you know, or a certain number of wolves to help mm-hmm. those animals recover. And also hunters, you know, they reduce the seasons on like letting people hunt them and stuff. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. like most people don't understand this. And like, you see it with Africa, like African animals are now struggling because they've taken a purpose away from the animals, you know, like the locals, had a reason to protect those animals because, I mean, it, 
unfortunately, like we do live in a world where like money drives everything. You know, mm-hmm. we're not in a natural state anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if there's like a problematic animal in Africa now, they just go kill it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like here in the U.S. where they have the money and the ability to transfer it, or you know, uh, they just like they don't. There's no purpose for those animals. You know, well, I would disagree though, because I think you have <clears throat> to like, them. To, to them. them, I mean, because you also you have ecotourism, yeah, and then you have trophy hunting, which I want to touch base on this. I know we're yeah. getting sidetracked, but if you've listened to the podcast, this is how the, this is how yeah, my podcast typically go. And it like since you know like this has become like a topic over in Africa, like we're not, you know, it's we're bringing America's opinions into Africa, which is yeah. wrong. You know, that's but, not. That's their livelihoods. I will. I will tell you what I think is wrong, and I. I want to get your okay. thing. So I. So with trophy hunting, mm-hmm. we have less than twenty thousand lions left on our planet. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that, and I'm going to be honest with you. Years ago, I didn't realize that. I thought when you went to Africa, it was filled with them. You have less than twenty thousand. I mean, we have more mountain lions here in the lower forty-eight. Oh yeah, way more than we do yeah. lions. So and also with elephants, we lose a hundred elephants a day to like a one hundred a day due to poaching. Yeah. Uh, for the ivory crisis, so yeah. these are iconic animals. That I completely mm-hmm. disagree with people paying like Cecil the lion, Cecil the lion. That was a huge outcry. Yeah, it was. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think it's do you think it's ethical? Would you, if you had the money, go to Africa and shoot a lion? Do you think that's ethical when we have less than twenty thousand left? You know, personally, like I don't have the the, the desire the, to do it. You know, uh-huh. it's just like, I mean, but uh, when it comes to like protecting them, they have no. This is why, like, the management system, like here in the U.S., that's why we establish fishing game in the U.S. to like. You know, we gave these animals a purpose. Obviously, like, humans, like, it's in our DNA to hunt. You know, we've been doing it, like, since, like, we've existed, you know, until, like, recently in the last, like, century, you know, we've made, like, grocery stores, you know, like, where you just go to the store and buy your own meat, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, people have kind of, like, lost that. But there's a difference, though, for me. because I'm not going to Africa to yeah, go get lion yeah. meat. Like, oh, you, I know. People I know. go there to get the heads and the like, teeth. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, where I was going with this was that like we have this management system that's funded by hunters and anglers, Mm -hmm. you know, to protect our wildlife, you know, and they did have that established there. And now that we've taken basically like hunting out of that picture, Mm -hmm. like they don't see a purpose in really protecting them. There's no funding to protect these. There's not enough funding from going and taking pictures you know, of an elephant. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is over there. Like, well, it's a well, ecotourism, Africa. There's it's yeah. a billion over well over a billion dollar industry. But mm-hmm. the issue is, is that a lot of that money, the local people aren't seeing. But that's the argument too with hunters. So hunters will say, "I'm going to Africa. I'm going to kill an elephant." They pay a lot of money. They get the permits. You know, yeah. it is legal, yeah. and they claim that the money helps the conservation, and it goes back to the community. And there's research done that shows that really not much goes back into the community, like those local communities. And so, yeah, I don't. It's just it's so I, sticky. I yeah, know. It's like, I, I know it, it is a touchy subject, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, I think recently they they came up with a documentary called Trophy, and like, oh god, they, they, no, and it was I think it was funded by CNN. And really? they were like, they went into it to shame hunters. Okay. And they dug really deep into it and they realized like, well, like this is like, 
you know, it's deeper than that. It's like obviously like capitalism is driving like the economy, uh-huh. Like uh-huh. money uh-huh. drives the economy, and like uh-huh. you know, like this is actually like in a weird way it does actually help the animals, you know? Yeah, and but because we, we basically brought our big game populations from like, I mean, they were decimated in the United States, yeah, and. We established the system, gave them a purpose. We like, mm-hmm. you know, like all the tags, all our hunting license, like went to funding. I our, think like these yeah. conservation efforts to like protect the wildlife, you know, and like hire the scientists to like study them, you know, what's gonna like, mm-hmm. you know, impact the the herds, you know, the most, and like, and here we are. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like our you know wildlife population is doing way better than what it was, you know, a hundred years ago. I mean, like the white tail population is above what it was, you know, before we had, uh, like a major, like human impact on the environment. Yeah. I think that we were at least screwed up. I mean, I think we screwed up a great, I think we screwed up a, uh, we screwed up a system. There's a book, um, that you should check out. It's called American Serengeti by Dan Flores. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's so interesting to think back. I mean, we used to have, we used to have migrations of pronghorn and oh, yeah. bison and just, well, you it, know. It, like, and, it crushes me to see here, too, because, I mean, like, just outside of Boise, we have one of the biggest, like, mule deer migration routes, like, oh, okay. in the West. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I mean, thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of animals pour out of the mountains out into our valley, and now we're developing their wintering grounds, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, people are just pouring into Idaho because they want to, like, get away from the city life. But it's also, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we're losing our farm ground and our ranches. Yeah. Where these animals need to winter, mm-hmm. you know, in public land. Luckily, we have that. I mean, mm-hmm. We have lots of it in Idaho. And that's going to, you know, basically what's save That's going to save our wildlife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's weird? I grew up, I don't know if you're familiar, I grew up in uh, Roby Creek. Mm-hmm. And so we lived in a, in a cabin and we used to go the back, well, I guess now it's called the back way, but we would go through Warm Springs. And back in the day, after you leave the Warm Springs fancy neighborhood with all the nice houses, after you pass the Idaho Penitentiary, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it used to be complete wild. I mean, so you would see deer and you yeah. would see geese and you would see, I mean, and there's mountain lion that still live up there, but now... Yeah. I went there like a few years ago, subdivisions. Like I can't yeah. even, you know what I'm talking about? You know that yeah. road that, right? And there's a new, what is there's like a shopping area now mm-hmm. and then like where I used to see deer and, herds. Yeah, and I think that's kind of Idaho's fault too because I mean like in Oregon, so like on our ranch, mm-hmm. like we have to sell that as a ranch. We can't subdivide it, you mm-hmm. know? And that's kind of where we're losing like, I mean, like cattle, like ranches are another, you know, kind of controversial debate, mm-hmm. you know, like, grazing and stuff but i mean are like this like this land is meant to be grazed by animals you know there's mm-hmm. 300 million buffalo you know here in the u.s at one point they grazed everything they mitigated wildland fires and like you know and uh but now we're losing like our, our rangeland to development and you know we'd like like i think people need to step up with the politicians and be like hey like we need to regulate this because we're like we're spreading out instead of up Mm-hmm. you know and it's like gonna have effect on like mm-hmm. our community you know and our wildlife so mm-hmm. okay and just really quick to touch back on africa yeah so you said you have no desire to go there to, to, to go kill an iconic animal like a lion or an elephant now can i put you in a situation i mean because first of all i don't think it's ethical as a human species we have an animal that literally in our lifetime could go extinct Mm-hmm. Like in our kids' lifetime, we yeah. don't, we, the, the numbers are are really actually it's yeah, really they're sad. Yeah. They're yeah, really struggling. But would you be okay? 
And I'm just trying to fit my mind around like what you think. Like, okay, so would you be okay if lion numbers were great? Let's say if lion numbers were doing great and let's say there was an overpopulation, do you think that you wouldn't have an issue shooting one? Yeah. I if mean, the numbers, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, but I just like, I don't know. It's never like driven me to go over there, you know? Okay. I just, I just don't have the drive to go over there. Mm-hmm. But like I do like, like our like the North American like conservation effort has been mm-hmm. one of the greatest like achievements of bringing our wildlife back to like, mm-hmm. you know, a stable, stable platform, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. there like we can apply that there too, you know, because I mean like at one point the animals here were actually at that point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, when it comes to like trophy hunting, uh, they like, I, I'm not all for killing, like, younger animals, like, big mm-hmm. game animals. I mean, and one thing I've learned from, like, ranching and stuff, we always take the old bulls and sell them, mm-hmm. you know, out of their herds because they become mm-hmm. infertile. They mm-hmm. they beat up the younger males, which are bringing new genetics in there, and they keep them off you know, the, the females. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon you don't have animals getting bred. So if you're, you know, like, if you're being selective on what, like, you're hunting and, like, also, uh, you know, older, wider, wiser males are a lot harder to hunt. It's more, it takes mm-hmm. more. And if you're being selective, like it allows younger animals to get bigger, you know, and like mm-hmm. they, they be, they do become more difficult to hunt. They're, they're wiser, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I think like 40% of the, the bucks that are killed in Idaho or mule deer or whitetails mm-hmm. are two points. So basically they're like. Yeah. young naive animals what do you think about that person who shot the rare white deer wasn't it near emmett or something like what are your thoughts on that because that was an outcry here years ago i think we had a leucistic deer or an albino deer yeah. that someone shot and it was an out i mean it was people here were up in arms mm-hmm. i mean you have people who said he you know it was legal and then you have other people a lot of people said this is come on yeah what are I your mean, thoughts on that like, i mean yeah. You would shoot it, really, if no, you saw it. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it, they're rare. I mean, it's, like, obviously, uh-huh. like, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what would you do, though? I'm just I don't know. Curious. Like, people, like, that's the problem where we're at. Like, I mean, people, like, I mean, obviously, like, I have compassion for animals. Like, uh-huh. I never want, like, to, like, I, I don't like seeing animals suffer. I respect uh-huh. them, you know, like, uh-huh. and, like, I mean, they do. Like, they feed me around. I, like, I, mm-hmm. I don't ever buy meat at the store. I never have to, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I take pride in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I use everything and, uh, you know, their animals are our source of food. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you don't, I mean, there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. just don't want to eat animals just cause I mean, that's just their thing, you know, but like, you're not mm-hmm. going to take that on away from a lot of people. I mean, most of the population needs meat. Yeah, yeah, I mean and, the most, and I think and, it's after watching some documentaries, yeah. have you seen Food Inc.? No, I haven't. Oh, we can play it after this. It's a lovely flick. Yeah. Uh, but it just... <laughs> I don't think people realize. I think a lot of people are to jump. Let's say people who are anti-hunting. Mm-hmm. This and that. You know, but yeah. if you're warming up chicken nuggets in the microwave, I yeah. don't think you're realizing you're supporting quite a... And I'm not going um, after that industry, but I just think it's... Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like... Discussion. Where I'm kind of getting at is like... Sorry. I mean, people are putting like... You know, they do see like a, an animal gets this, like attention. And it's still a wild animal, you know. Like a wolf can go kill a coyote will kill it you know like mm-hmm. just out here in the wise like right behind your house mm-hmm. uh 
I've been out there hiking looking for antlers. That's mm-hmm. kind of a springtime hobby, you know. Every mm-hmm. year the uh, elk and deer shed their antlers, and it's kind of become a big thing. But uh, it's a good way for me to get out and, like, exercise for fire season. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, walking under junipers, there's dead fawns under every juniper. And, like, you look in the herds, and there's, like, four four fawns with 100 deer. You know, that's, like, that's supposed to seed the population for the next year. And when, like, there's too many predators, and, like, they're, they're a whole, like, maybe, like, this kind of graphic. But, I mean, sometimes, like, a lot of times I find them just with, like, their the rectum eating eat now oh, okay you know that's kind of like the favorite and yeah. then they just i mean they're just it's an overabundant no are, are you thinking or no are the are you are are the wolves is this a wolf kill or coyote is that either i mean they they or? both do it I yeah mean, there's been several cases where like you just i mean i mean most of the time they eat most of the animal but there's a lot of times i mean they just i mean they're hunters that's what they do it's in their dna no they go out and, that is interesting dude you're doing doing such a great job at, at segueing into the, the into the topics I want to talk to you about because a lot of people claim you know you get these instances where 20 or 30 elk show up dead and you have these mm-hmm. mass killings of sheep so um, but that is food caching though and interestingly enough in the fishing game study mm-hmm. which I think is really I, I, I like to just to use that I know I know it was in 2006 but they said over like 80% of those food cache kills were eaten and a lot of times you know they'll come back and they're storing up for the winter time so do you think that was a not necessarily because like I mean I've literally been out there and I've counted 30 dead deer you know and there's probably really you know like in that area that uh that I was in you know there's probably Mm -hmm. like a pack of coyotes Uh uh-huh you know and like they were just taking advantage of a young fawn sleeping under a juniper and killing it you know but you don't think they would come back for it? Like, I would think they would uh, yeah, come back Yeah, I mean, for they it. did, but, I mean, if there's, like, an overabundance, you know, they'll also, I mean, they're still, like, they like to hunt. They hunt. It is like a predator. Like, yeah. there's some type of, and some of the the ranchers, you know, argue they, well, actually not, like, people for the wolves will say, mm-hmm. listen, like, when they attack a herd of sheep, it's, it's a predator in, instinct. Like, it's like that switches, and it's yeah. like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly kill. And so, Yeah, okay. they do. I mean, they're, like, I mean... We've watched our pets do it, like, out here in these communities, at least. Like, I, like oh, it's yeah. a lot harder to watch, like, dogs. Like, I watch, I've seen dogs, like, out micing, you know, and they'll just go kill mice for the fun of it, you know? Uh-huh. They're not necessarily eating it, uh-huh. you know? And, like, I mean, they're just, uh-huh. they're, they, they always, they're always hunting. They're always practicing their, like, mm-hmm. their skills, you know, and they're teaching their young. And, like, so, I mean, they do, like, to a point, you know, like, excessively kill, you know, and, like, that has like side effects with like our population like if a, a de- like we get a hard winter you know or there's too many predators or a combination of both you know because there's the weather factor into it like last year like we had a crazy winter here in idaho you know like just out like outside of weezer like i mean mm. that the deer out there like obsolete yeah basically you know because i mean there was like it, their food got covered, you know, then, like, mm-hmm. the predators did well because they were just eating... The carcasses, The carcasses, yeah. you know, yeah. but, like, now, like, you know, with, like, they they didn't have, like, the areas to, like, leave, or they didn't mm-hmm. have the option to leave to, like, a new, like, feeding ground, like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of animals, like, I mean, they go to a wintering yeah. ground every winter, and, you know... But that's in another argument, too, though, like, weather takes more of a toll... Mm-hmm. On the populations and the predators, like, yeah. and that's something that that is science based. It some is, people yeah. don't, yeah, they take yeah, it all. Then you get a combination of too many predators. I mean, mm-hmm. and then like 
than weather, you know, and say, well, mm-hmm. we need to help the big game because if the big game are struggling, mm-hmm. the wolves, the coyotes, the bears, the, the yeah. cougars, they're all going to struggle. But they've done research, though, that like to where they are struggling, though. Like scientifically, the numbers are pretty stable. Yeah, as like a whole, but like we're talking about like areas. like Areas, you know, okay. You know, I mean, we have, I mean, obviously there's different weather patterns in mm-hmm. the U.S., but like, mm-hmm. I mean... California has done a horrible job of managing their animals. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we have people flocking to Idaho to, to come hunt our big game because we've done such a great job. We have, like, probably the most lenient, like, hunting laws, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, our biologists are fishing game, you know, and, mm-hmm. like, we do have a little bit more land. We've done such mm-hmm. a good job at, like, managing ourselves, managing the predators, and making sure, like, our populations are healthy all the time, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, like California, they, I mean, it's pretty like hunting is struggling there. And like basically the animals, like, I mean, yeah, people care about animals, but like mm-hmm. I spend thousands of dollars every year that mm-hmm. go into funding research for wildlife. Like mm-hmm. this doesn't come out of your taxpayer dollars. It comes out of like our fish and game tags mm-hmm. and stuff. And like they take now that they have a predator boom in California. Like you're seeing like, you know, people getting tacked on like mm-hmm. running trails or dogs are eating. I know. Well, several... but it's not that. It's not that bad. Though. I mean, it I know, is sensationalized. But... No, I understand because the mountain I mean, lion. I know several people that have like had their animals picked up out of their yard oh, by, by predators. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, and it's just like, and it's happened here in Idaho when they when uh, I know uh, some people in central Idaho that had their dogs out and a pack of wolves came in and killed them. Really? Yeah. Then. Uh, no, but did they eat the dog or to kill him just for competition? Because sometimes, a lot of times, wolves will not, they'll kill coyotes, uh-huh. but they won't eat them. Sometimes yeah. it will, but it's very rare. Yeah. So you think it was a competition or did they actually eat the dog? No, honestly, you know? I don't know. You I don't mean, know? Okay. I just know, like, I mean, just we're talking about the human wildlife conflict mm-hmm. and, like, you know, like people hunting these will kind of keep things at bay. It keeps them wild where they should be, you know? Like, mm-hmm. once you start taking that out, they start moving into, like, into uh uh-huh. like urban areas because they feel comfortable because we're not looked at as a predator then like we start having human animal or wildlife conflicts you know like with like bears and stuff like, i mean they're always like i just but shouldn't we understand that i think they're social stress like i feel like they're hard to manage we don't know enough we don't have enough scientific information i feel mm-hmm. like to properly manage them and just learning, like, and I keep on going back to their family structures and social structures. When yeah. you take out a lead animal, mm-hmm. then you have, it's a complete, it's a complete ripple effect. It's just like this, this domino effect where, you know, you have animals starving to death, you know, wolves. Then you have animals who, um, they start, you know, start attacking livestock because it's, you know, because the lead animal was killed and they're, then they go for, you know, after livestock and then it turns into a messy situation and they get killed. It's like this horrible effect. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I feel like they should be. And that was, that was the wolf from Maggie from the New York wolf conservation point. It's like, yeah. she was saying like, they're hard to manage. Like we don't, we don't, there's they not are. enough. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this whole, like, I mean, it's like, we're, we're learning new stuff every day. And mm-hmm. this is why like, I'm, I'm very science-based. This is why okay. we have to like keep our emotions out of this. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, obviously we should all care for the animals. Mm-hmm. That should be like our number one objective. Cause as mm-hmm. hunters, non-hunters, like, mm-hmm. you know. Hunters are the eyes and ears of the woods. Like, if we see animals struggling, like, mm-hmm. we're the first ones to complain to fish and game. Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, what's going on? You know, then they, like, they can go out and assess the situation, you know, and, like, control, 
like to the best of their ability, you know, because I mean, it's just kind of like that human wildlife conflict. Like we're going to have to like, I mean, we're just eating away their habitat. We're not in a natural state anymore where like they just have like, you know, the anywhere they can go, you know, and just, mm-hmm. you know, they have an abundance of food and stuff, you know, just kind of like areas would kind of die out and like over time it would fill up, you know, mm-hmm. but now it's like, well, you know, like we're building on like river systems and stuff and like farmland we're just like eating away their wintering grounds and like yeah they can't go back up to the mountains you know during the winter months because they're snowed out and they don't have food so i mean it's just kind of it is a delicate system like and that's why we pay for wildlife biologists to make sure like Mm -hmm. these these habitats and the wolves and the the big game are doing well because i mean without one or the other it's going to have an impact you know Mm -hmm animals aren't going to have enough areas like you know if like big game like if they become like overpopulated in an area they don't have enough food to eat mm-hmm. they starve out animals start getting sick mm-hmm. you know and like then like wolves if they don't have you know enough big game to eat you know during the winter mm-hmm. months because that's what they survive off in the winter months i mean they can mouse and do whatever they want in the summer you know there's a lot more available mm-hmm. options but like yeah, you just kind of, it's, it's yeah. a game of checks, checks and balances, you know. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I mean, I, I'm seeing more into your mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it, it was very hard, not hard for me, but like I didn't know if I should reach out to you to do the interview. Mm-hmm. You know, because I go to your Facebook page, there's like a picture of you with like a black bear or a grizzly bear, which I think are so majestic. Like yeah, I think I are like <laughs> well, they're, I've never hunted a grizzly bear. Okay, so. oh, okay. Well, I, but I just think they're so majestic and I've helped like rescue and with the re with the re-release of black bears. Mm-hmm. And so it was like so hard. And I was thinking to myself, God, do I do it? You know, but, but I think I need to, yeah. I think to be an interviewer, to make this podcast, I think to make it good. I think to be informational, I think people need to see both sides. Yeah, and so from me, I'm saying, I'm, I, I, so when you kill a black bear or something, you mm-hmm. are looking at it like this is a system. This is a, you know, they're not endangered. They're not, mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at this as a population check and this yeah. is in your dollars. Is that, is that what you see? Does that, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to understand it cause I could not imagine going out and killing like a bear or a cougar. I just, it's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, like actually like, you know, with bears, I think honestly, I think bears are a lot harder on wildlife populations than the wolves are okay. because so like, you know, I've been in drainages here mm-hmm. in Idaho where, uh, elk or calving deer having their fawns you know mm-hmm. and i've i've seen 15 bears in that drainage really? different bears counted them you know and they that's where they're having the babies and like so the bears come out of hibernation and they're trying mm-hmm. to get their metabolisms going so like they start with that early spring or uh, the green up in the spring they're mm-hmm. eating you know like the wild onion and grasses there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of like grub and berries available mm-hmm. in early spring then uh, once the deer and elk start uh, having their their offspring, mm-hmm. the bears switch and they're like looking for protein. Well, though in these areas, you know where there's twenty bears, they're just out hunting for like fawns and calves. And but, like, but 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 you can't blame them though. I no, mean, you can. no, you That's can't. A, like, I, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but and we go back to that. Like, there's just like uh-huh. the land capacity of like our environment now has changed from like. 200 years ago, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, millions and millions of people in the U.S., you know? So, mm-hmm. years, okay. Millions and millions of animals, you know? We had, okay. You know, like... But I don't believe in, like, practices like baiting bears. Yeah, they're... 
I is that know. something you do? Like, I just don't think, I think it's not moral to continue to go back. For those of you unfamiliar, and this is what I know from Baiting Bears, mm-hmm. but just like going to a particular spot and then, I don't know, laying out food, donuts, whatever. I mean, and continuing to go back so the bears get used to this particular area and then you show up and then shoot them. Like, I feel like that's like so unethical. Yeah, and they're like, I mean, they're fairly like nocturnal. Uh-huh. You know, like, I mean, like midday. I mean, during mm-hmm. the spring, I think they're a little bit easier. I like the spot and stop bears. It's kind of like. What is that, thing. spot and stop? Yeah, you find them like, uh-huh. like you know, you're glassing uh-huh. hillsides looking uh-huh. for them. Then, like, uh-huh. you know, obviously, like, you go the, after the one you want, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, yeah, it's just like, it's a predator control thing, you know, like, I mean, that. The mm-hmm. biologist, the wolf biologist, that uh-huh. like that put on that class. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's pro trapping. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, you just really can't have too much of one thing. If like animals are struggling in a certain area, I'm just to- thinking. I'm thinking ethically. Though. Like, do you bait bears? No, no, no. I just. I'm thinking ethically though. Like, I feel like. I'm a huge pizza fan, so if, let's say, if there's this great pizza spot down the road, mm-hmm. I continue to go, like, every day, you know what I mean? And yeah. then all of a sudden, someone shows up and kills me. Like, I just feel like it's not ethical. I'm just, or I don't think, what is it, hound, you know, using dogs mm-hmm. to tree mountain lions? I think that's horrible. I don't know, like, I... Yeah, I mean... That's, that's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's personal, like, I mean, because mountain lions, I've seen, you know, I'm 31 years old, mm-hmm. I've spent, like, most of my life in the woods. Mm-hmm. I've seen one mountain lion. And I know they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've been followed by them. I've gone back in my tracks, had mm-hmm. them like follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're super elusive. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, and they do have like a detrimental effect on like big mm-hmm. game, you know, like, and mm-hmm. this is just one way to like kind of keep the, yeah. the numbers at bay, you know, and like if there's a quota on mountain lions, you know, mm-hmm. so if like, like obviously like females with offspring are legal to hunt you can't hunt them at all. And mm-hmm. if it's like a dry female, too many females in like one area get, uh, cause you have to check in your, your, uh, your kill or the, the mm-hmm. mountain lion or bear mm-hmm. into fish and game. Mm-hmm. And they have a quota on females that can be killed in that area. And that's them like maintain like a healthy population. That's it. So you you're, know? cause they're, they want, they want people to be selected with like mature males. Okay. You know, so it gives people incentive to hunt those mature males because, I mean, like, young, young males are, like, the new genetics coming mm-hmm. into, like, these herds. Or, like, it is interesting. They're very elusive. And I lived up in Roby Creek. I've seen them. And, you know, it's actually kind of crazy. I, I've seen uh, two mountain lions in my life. <clears throat> One in Roby Creek. It was so insane. It was during the daytime. And mm-hmm. um, a farmer was trying to scare it off with a shotgun. It was the mountain lion actually was on the side of the hill, uh, <clears throat> I think, messing with, the, with, with his llamas. Um, and then I saw one interesting, like right outside of Boise on Hidden Springs. I mm-hmm. saw one walking the side of the slope, but, uh, they're, they are so elusive and they like, are. there's just like, like, it's so crazy to think cause I used to explore the, I used to explore like to play around the mountains. I'm just like wondering like how many times there's a, a very good probability that like, I'm, I, cause I, I'm sure there were mountain, I'm, I know there were mountain lions there. Oh, we, yeah. we, we had them, at, we had an incident with our chickens and stuff, but it's so weird to think like when I was young. Yeah, like, like to think, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's a bit, right. I've had the heebie-jeebies so many times yeah. in the mountains. You know, I mean, like I've like, especially like you know, you're packing out in the dark. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes like, oh, okay, like you know, like I've had elk or deer in my back uh-huh. in the dark coming out. And you're just like, like Ooh. you know, I mean, they're around, they're watching you. They're uh-huh. a cat, you know. They'll uh-huh. just perch up and they're curious mm-hmm. and like they'll mm-hmm. follow you. And, like <clears throat> I'm probably more scared of them than like yeah. you know. 
a wolf or a bear, you know, they're just... Yeah. Yeah. That's, but I mean, I would, they're cool. Like, they are cool. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever hear about that mountain lion attack in Roby Creek years ago? Yeah. You did? Yeah, I don't know... I mean, you're going to have to refresh my memory, but I do. Okay, so, the, so the, the craziest thing about that attack is when I was a kid, we were having a barbecue in the evening time, and we heard a loud shot. And we, you know, heard the dogs and the lights, and we assumed people were out. Someone was shooting raccoons. Turned out they shot that mountain lion that had injured that boy at his birthday party. Fast forward years later, I actually went to school. His name was Caleb. I, no, 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 excuse me, Casey. Oh. Casey. <laughs> I went to school with, with the kid who was attacked by that mountain lion. And apparently it was a captive mountain lion that someone kept in Roby Creek. Mm-hmm. It was declawed and they're a predator. It escaped. Either the crazy guy let him go or the mountain lion escaped and he saw an easy prey target, which would be a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, thankfully Casey's still alive. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. All right. So we're going to go through, this is going to be kind of the light, uh, the lightning round. You ready? Uh-huh. Okay, we're going to go through some Facebook comments, Okay, and I want to get your opinion on them. Mm-hmm. Okay, have right. you read them? No, I, I kind of briefly went through them when I was commenting on them, but Dude. I mean, it's just, it's a heated, nasty, like... Nasty, and people are like telling each other off, and they're at their throats, and I'm just like, yeah. dude, it, it was it was actually draining going through all it of is, them. It is, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's almost sad that like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean... Yeah, it's just like yeah, it blows my mind. Well, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, it's just like I wish people can kind of agree on this more and like mm. look like instead of being like so emotionally driven about something mm. like obviously like like I kind of think everyone like cares about animals, but like they just kind of like see it from two different sides, you mm-hmm. know, and like like they. I think we should all see it from like a science perspective, just like global warming or anything that we base you know, like our decisions off of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just not, and mind you, I, I'm happy those people commented because they're very passionate. They are. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're passionate on both sides. Yeah. And I think too, unfortunately, like a lot of people that, you know, are kind of on the pro wolf side, they, you know, we get like, they see a lot of, I see it all the time on, on uh, like Facebook and stuff, which is not necessarily the best form of information, you know, I think, and a lot of people are, like, kind of disconnected from nature, you know? Like, you and I are fortunate enough to grow up here in Idaho. We, I mean, you have ducks swimming in the river behind your house, you know? Like, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't get to see that, you know? And they just see these these videos that are just kind of, like, emotionally driven. That's kind of where they get their perspective off of. Okay, so here we are on my hot topic. It was, you know what's insane is I never even thought... That I was, I mean, I knew it was controversial, especially here in Idaho, mm-hmm. but I didn't think the response I got. Like, it was seen, this post was seen by like nearly 4,000 people. I have all, I mean, just, just insane. And it tells me the numbers. So, here we go here. We're going to go to our first one. And thank you once again for those of you who are, uh, you know, who commented. It's, you know, just really interesting. Okay, so this, this comment here uh, from Crystal. She says, did you see what reintroducing wolves did to Yellowstone? I think that's the only argument needed. They're vital to the ecosystem. Agree? Disagree? Yeah, they are. I okay. mean, they're, they're part of the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. They were here, you know, before we were here, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, but also, too, like, that, <laughs> that video, you know, it just they had no science backing it. Okay. You know, and I, like, this isn't, like, 
me talking about like eradicating the wolf like mm-hmm. it's just it just needs to be supported mm-hmm. by these facts which it wasn't you know it was kind of but i mean it did spark a lot of attention you know and it kind of got scientists thinking but 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 things did happen though i mean but there were certain areas in the valley where you did see more regrowth of aspen and cottonwood and you did have beavers i mean come back i mean that's not yeah i, I it was pretty like it was pretty minute like the what I mean, a lot of it, I mean, they, they said, like, they were in a drought when these wolves came, you know, mm-hmm. like, when they reintroduced them, which, you know, kind of helped, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it did stump the growth, you know, mm-hmm. of of the aspen, and, like, there, there's still areas there that are, like, the same, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, like, there might be some areas along the river that did kind of change a little bit, because mm-hmm. it does change, you know, if you put a predator in, you know, mm-hmm. like, this elk habitat or deer mm-hmm. habitat it's going to change their patterns you know because they're going to be avoiding mm-hmm. the wolves you know mm-hmm. now but let's talk about the beavers let's okay. talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about beavers right. ladies and gentlemen no but there was only like one family or one group this is like a national geographic some article saying you know but i mean they they did see an increased numbers in beavers and you know i, I just mm-hmm. i think you can go back and forth on this all yeah day. well and i think i mean the drought too can play a huge part in that of course too, you know of course there's no water there's no beavers of course yeah of course okay okay let's go to the next one here we have uh, let's see heather said that's a fake video Mm -hmm. and then we have someone else say based on what what makes it fake and then we had someone uh crystal uh, let's see she introduced the the uh oh uh, an article from yellowstonepark.com the wolf reintroduction changes an ecosystem which i would find it pretty credible i mean they have the scientists that are stating that Mm-hmm. But then you also have people who are commenting and say, here's the New York Times piece saying, is a wolf a real American hero? And then, you know, um, we have someone else posting something, rethinking the big bad wolf. I mean, so I, I, what, do you think it's just like the arguments? It's just too romanticized. I think. Yeah, I think okay. it is. I mean, okay. Like we all, I think we all need to take a step back, you know, mm-hmm. from like our personal feelings about it and, mm-hmm. you know, look at it from like, you know, what mm-hmm. we pay these scientists to do, you know, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. like, I, I looked up several articles mm-hmm. on this video, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to find, like, you know, an answer, and, like, they, you know, the video itself wasn't backed by science, it was just kind of, like, an opinion-based mm-hmm. video that they did, you know, and there's, mm-hmm. like, scientists saying, like, yeah, this isn't, I mean, they're not completely wrong, but they're not right either, like, they're, like, <laughs> trying to, like, you know, look at this, the, mm-hmm. the big picture of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it, it's very romanticized. Mm-hmm. To other factors. But yeah. then you then you have something, you know, uh, let's see, we had a comment from Heather. How wolves don't change rivers from earth rising, an alternative blog. But then, you know, but then I think this picture looks so sensationalized with, you know, they're showing and I can try to turn, do you want to walk... I mean, it's just a picture of a wolf with its teeth sticking out from, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. so like sensationalized. Yeah. And so, but then again, they could also say the argument of how mm-hmm. are on the other side that it's sensationalized. I think it's just, yeah, okay. I, I think both sides are going to pick like the two opposite extremes. Okay. And that's like kind of what, like I gathered from reading a lot of these like mm-hmm. uh, articles that these, like the wildlife ecologists and the biologists put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very romanticized and like mm-hmm. they do like, Mm-hmm. in a way in small areas you know have mm-hmm. an effect but like the the stream system in uh yellowstone is very minute like mm-hmm. as a whole you know it, it didn't have like a huge impact mm-hmm. 
on the ecosystem there, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I know this, like, the elk were, like, I, I think Yellowstone was kind of an unhealthy area, because, I mean, there was no apex predator there, like, humans couldn't hunt it, mm-hmm. uh, wolves weren't there, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah, I, I mean, putting the wolves there, I'm sure, changed, you know, how the elk behavior and the bison behavior, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's, okay, okay. We also have someone, you know, posting a video, let's see, I think that was Heather again regarding, you know, just um, a trail of destruction on how, uh, you know, elk, just one lone elk was killed and not much was eaten. But, you know, after talking to, you know, a wolf biologist, this and that, you know, they will come back to their caches. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think. Yeah, but, I mean, I've seen, I mean, like I said, like I've been out hiking in their winter ranges, you Mm -hmm. know, and like this is just my personal observation. I have seen, you know, several, there's so many dead animals that were killed either by one, the winter or the predators, you mm-hmm. know, which both have serious side effects on our big game herds that, I mean, there's just so many that were killed. Like it, it does affect them and like, uh, they don't all get eaten. But don't you think, though, that, like, I feel like there's enough for everybody, though. Don't you think that there's enough? Like, I don't think that the wolves are the the number one thing. Like, one of uh, Maggie, I know I've talked about her numerous times, Mm -hmm. from the Wolf Conservation Center said, hunters should not be focused so much on the wolves, but the disease that that is going on right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, like, like, I agree. Like, we need to, like, combat that. But, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, like, yeah, they're, like, we need to, like, focus on all that and that, that's why we hire these biologists mm-hmm. you know to determine that because mm-hmm. they're the they're when it comes down to the end these guys are the ones that say like it's a no a no-go or a go you know with like hunting or just like i mean with like i mean we pay them for a reason to like protect mm-hmm. these animals and like you know we have like unfortunately like a lot of like these environmental groups people donate to these groups and like they're not they're not science-based groups they're they hire lawyers and they they're fighting these like lawsuits in court you know Mm. and it's jamming up like recently in idaho they had to like destroy a bunch of uh data that the the biologists got from like the frank church wilderness because their their methods of like going to the frank church it's a wilderness so you can't use mm-hmm. like you know there's certain methods you have to go in there and they had to destroy like all their data that they've gathered on that that the wolves in the frank church you know and it's just like it's all like it's all political you know i and, think i have to disagree though i mean i have to disagree to some extent regarding because i think there are great organizations i think defenders of wildlife is a great organization that they have scientists you know, with data, you know, with, you know, that are publishing papers and are, you know, that are, you know, I've shown that research, you know, like, I don't think every single one of them has yeah. a political agenda. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen, like, a lot of, like, they do sway, like, I'm not, like, like, picking out certain groups, but, like, as a mm-hmm. whole, like, I mean, they do have, like, these environmental lawyers that are just, like, they're profiting off of this, you know, that's that, like, they, like, this is how they make their money is by disseminating like just like information just like to get people to donate to this. They're using our taxpayer dollars to sue the government that has like scientists that we hire, like wildlife biologists. These guys mm-hmm. are the best, like and they're jamming these guys up, you know. And like these guys aren't like out to like you know, like 
kill off her. Or <laughs> shut the F one. All right, kill Say off. it. Do <laughs> it. Do it. You know, they're not. I think we lost people. We're about an hour and 15 in. So, no, I'm kidding. No, it's good. <laughs> We're not. I mean, these guys aren't here to, like, kill off our, our wildlife, you know? Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't, I don't think as a whole. Like, I mean, they're obviously, like, we have, like, the anti-wolf and the pro-wolf people. But, like, I think we need to come to a balance. And that's what we hire these biologists to do. Don't you think it's biased, though? Because they are working for the government. I mean, they are receiving money from hunters and from people. Like, I mean, don't yeah, you think but, a I mean, little these bit? People are just, I mean, like, they're not, like, yeah. these biologists aren't specifically hunters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, these guys, like, they're, they're scientists. This is, mm-hmm. like, this is their life. They study this. Like, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I've learned a lot yeah. from speaking with you today. I, I mean, I, I really have regarding your you know, your perception on when you, you know, cause you are an avid hunter and sportsman, mm-hmm. but you also, I would, I would say that you consider yourself a conservationist in which I, I, I think I would say you are too. I mean, saving these wild lands. I know you're putting money towards. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, uh, I, I think as us as like hunters and not hunters, like we should like, I mean, the public lands, uh, dispute right now I mean, mm-hmm. like with the Bundys and stuff, they're kind of like, you know, it's like an ongoing battle, and I think as a whole, like we all need to like fight for like our public lands, our animals. You know, because mm-hmm. in the end, that's what's going to save our animals is you know like protecting like our lands from like development. You know, mm-hmm. and, like keeping like you know hiring the the right scientists. Mm-hmm. You know to like dictate, you know, like what's a healthy population of mm-hmm. wildlife in there, you know? I mean, like, yeah, we have the weather factor, you know, and like, this is why in the predator factor and like, you know, eat, like us as humans, you know, we're kind of destructive, you know? Oh yeah. We're, yeah. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're just, yeah, we're very destructive, you know? And it's yeah. like, I mean, if you want your coffee shops, you know, you're going to have to like, like when we go back to the carrying capacity, like we have, like pointless strip malls and like like consumerism is just ridiculous you know so like we need to like kind of step back and see like what we like like this population need you know we're destroying Mm -hmm. farmland we're destroying our land we're destroying our you know national forests you know just by development and like this is what's going to save the wolf you know the elk the deer you know and like with healthy big game herds we're going to have healthy Mm -hmm. wolves we're going to have healthy bears you know cougars you know I don't think, <clears throat> I mean, if you're a true conservationist, like, I don't think you want to see any of these disappear from our landscape, you know, because I, I actively go out, you know, almost on a daily basis and go hike in the mountains. I love going out and just watching, like, the animals, you know, be animals, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I hate it when I go to, like, campgrounds or certain areas and they're just, like, almost domesticated animals you know they're not in their natural state that's why i don't like these like you seem like these uh areas where they have like wolves and like i mean like zoos it, it does like it does bring attention to the animals you know but also like they're not themselves either mm-hmm. you know like i've seen like <laughs> uh my girlfriend mm-hmm. she's a vegetarian what she loves animals oh yeah Wait, 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 you're dating a vet? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, could that be a different <laughs> podcast? 
<laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. a vegetarian? Oh, yeah, since she was like four. Oh, yeah. my God. Opposites attract. Yeah, they do. And I freaking adore her, you know? I'm like, but I adore but her. what does she think about you hunting? Like, does she see it more sustainable than a factory yeah, farm? Yeah, I mean, she sees how I, like, I hunt, you know? And, like, <laughs> I, I use I'm the animal. Like, I, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I mean, not laughing at you. I know. Sorry, I, know. I, just, I know. People, are, their minds are blown. Dude, it's my like, mind is blown. Yeah. I knew someone really quick. Uh, he used to work at the Outback, and her manager was a vegetarian and i thought (laughs) mind blown like wait wait what the manager of a steakhouse vegetarian like like, (laughs) i get the comment all the time because i mean i am like i'm an avid outdoorsman yeah you know she's just like i mean she really passionate about animals she just can't bring herself to do it like i mean but like she also sees like my side too like you know like i don't we sees like i love animals i don't Mm -hmm. like you know i i pay like uh like money to like organizations that help them, like you know the Rocky Mountain Goat Association mm-hmm. and the like you know organizations uh, and yeah, yeah just speak at the mic really quick oh, yeah oh you're fine me. oh no and, you're fine yeah so it's just like I mean like opposites truly do attract when right. like I mean I'm not I'm not completely like biased like I understand like we like all need to be like on the same page on like helping mm-hmm. like everything. Man, date might date night must be interesting. <laughs> Where do you want to go? Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, she's pretty. She's pretty lean, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. This is pretty easy. Well, that's I. You know, do you have any final words? I am very happy that that you came on the podcast. And I told you before, and I didn't tell you as I was, you know, asking you to come on. But I was a little. I didn't know how this would go. I didn't mm-hmm. know if I we would be completely at each other's throats. And uh-huh. but I think I've learned a lot. I've seen your perspective, and I think I'm I'm trying to see a middle ground. And I feel, I feel like the, I feel like you're uh, pretty much a, a, a middle ground in this situation. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there are some things we still disagree on, which I feel like that's how life. You know, that's how yeah, it's going to be. I mean, nobody's ever going to agree on that exact same thing yeah but, i mean also too like that's kind of where we all need to be like we all need to like be on the same page like we need to protect like what we adore you know mm-hmm. like we're sitting here you know like two animal lovers but we're just kind of have like different views on it you know? mm-hmm. i just don't want mine on the wall no yeah, yeah, I, know, <laughs> like, I, I don't want them yeah i mean yeah. that's different but i yeah it is different but i mean we just have like different perspectives different ways of life and like that's the way you know that's kind of what we're founded on like Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're like tasteful in what you do, you respect what like the animal, you mm-hmm. know, in the environment, like you know, that's that's what's important. Okay, I get that. Yeah. I, I I understand where you're coming from, and yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, appreciate you. Having me. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, get the hell out. No, <laughs> hey, leave. get out. Leave. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. Please make sure to hit subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps me out. I also encourage you to check out CorbinMaxi.com. You can contact me there personally, even suggest a podcast guest, or if you just want to learn more about animals.